Welcome. My name is Tracy Stevens, and this is the Healing Point Podcast. So thank you so much for being here today. I love exploring these conversations uh, with other people and seeing what comes up. So what is it you would like to look at today? Thank you for having me today. I'm curious about my varicose veins. I would like to explore what other meanings they have for my body and uh, for the way I see the world. Why are they giving me so many problems? Why are they giving me so much pain? Right. Okay. So, well, let's kick off then the beginning when you first started to notice veins coming up in your legs. It's been quite a long time now. I remember even as a child, um, I don't remember the exact age, but certainly during my teenage years, I noticed the vein, a vein in my right leg, and it's always been there and made my leg feel quite heavy. And um, I'd always have like a, like an itching, like a little pain that is always there and disturbing a little bit of my day. And I've seen the vein in in uh, in my grandmother's leg and in my father's leg, like on on my father's side. I, like it was this knowledge that we have like uh, heavy legs, like something something was going on. And it became worse after I gave birth to my children. Yeah, uh, they got uh, I guess overloaded, and because um, my body had to do so much so much work during my pregnancies and um, giving birth. And I've noticed that something is not going back to normal. Like the pain was much bigger and more often. And I even consulted a surgeon, a doctor, uh, just to see if if I should get it out. Because it's quite common that uh, you get you get this possibility to operate. And uh, uh, the doctor said, "Well, yes, uh, you you could do that. Uh, we don't really know if pain in the leg is." Yeah, that's that's the only cause. But in the same time, it didn't feel right to take it out. It felt very aggressive to my body, uh, and the the perception the perception is you don't need that vein, so you should just take it out. But that that wasn't my feeling, so I don't know how to treat it. I walk quite a lot. I've always walked. I don't have I don't have a car. I was relying on my on my leg just to go. I'm not in a perfect physics shape, but I like to use my legs. So yeah, that's that's my story. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about the pain now then, because it sounds like they're quite painful. I mean, I know they're not painful for everybody, but for some people they can be really painful. Yeah, sure. They're not painful all the time. Like now I'm I'm in a pain-free period. I don't know how, how long it will last, but it's like heavy pain, like something dragging me to the ground like like the it's it's only in one leg in my right leg it's painful if i walk too long or if i sit too long yeah if i rest too long then it's painful if i walk too long then it's painful if i sit and of course i have a job where i need to sit a lot sit a lot if uh, if i'm in a period when i'm very very busy then it's this pain that is always there and and even when after I gave birth to my my first child, I actually couldn't walk right with my right leg. I had to because I was sitting in such a fixed position to to breastfeed. 
and so maybe very rigid, and, and so my my right leg, it felt felt very painful to take even small steps. So I had to go to a chiropractor a few times, and uh, but after that, it feels like it's getting it's got worse. So I have this period when it gets really heavy in my leg, and it used to I used to feel pain only in my in my calves, right calves. But now I feel pain like you know, through all the leg, through calves and knees, uh, knee and to my hip. So I can feel like the vein is, and I, I can also see like the vein is getting bigger and more sw- swallowing maybe. And I can see the ramifications a little bit more. I love the imagery and the words that you're using and the picture that's coming to me as you, you're talking is like there's this cord that's sort of like keeping you down on the ground, as it were, stopping you moving around so much. And like, yeah, you said, I think you said, you know, dragging you down and holding you down. Here's a random question that's just popped into my head. If you would sort of close your eyes and imagine that cord there and what colour would it be? To be a sort of violet, dark blue. Okay. And if that cord were attached to something in your life, I don't know if this will make sense to you, but if it was attached and tied onto something, is there anything that pops up into your mind that you think it's tied to? Yeah, the the, the image that I got when you asked the question was my birth town. Because I moved, I moved to another country. Now I live in another country. And maybe not not only the place, but the situation. Mm. Are you able to share a bit more about the situation? Yeah, like uh, I can see my my hometown, uh, the the place where I was born. Uh, because I have uh, I have difficulties calling that home because it's not my home. It's not my home anymore. It's like how hard it was. Uh, for me, I I was quite poor. We struggled a lot financially, but also socially. I was always un, unsafe as a child. I had a lot of responsibilities quite soon. My my parents struggled a lot and tried their best, but they did also their worst uh, with us, the, the kids. I, ha- I have also a little brother. Felt a lot of responsibility for him too. And yeah, so I grew up very fast. I was always looking for this security and financial security and physical security, uh, and I found it now. I feel very secure now in my situation and in my home and with my my family and my children. But yeah, I, I, it feels like a cord. Like it started to grow then in my in my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful description. So thank you for sharing that because it is really interesting, isn't it, how these things come up when we're talking about this. Yeah. Do you still have family back in your birth town? Yeah, there there is my mother still living there and my father, but he lives like a few kilometres away from her. They're separate. Right. And, you know, when you're thinking about this and talking about it now is there anything that arises in you that f- feels like a conflict for you 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. A lot of uh, emotions coming up, uh, sorrow. I, I don't have a good relationship with my mother. So I was no contact under like three, four years uh, when I had my when my children were little because I felt like I couldn't deal with the dynamic in, in that relationship. So disconnected from her. And this vein, uh, this vein that I have in my leg, I feel like it's uh, coming from my father's side. And there's always, they, they, my mother and my father, they've always been in conflict since I remember myself. There have always been big fights, violent fights, a lot of humiliation. And the conflict is, I know intellectually, I don't need the relationship with her. Uh, I've worked so much in therapy uh, and with myself. I've worked a lot with my inner children and um, I know that there is still suffering, uh, but this this connection is still very hard to bear. My connection with my mother and the conflict between her and my father. I appreciate you talking about that so candidly, because I can see that there's emotion still there, and still, so it feels like there's an attachment still to your parents and your childhood, and. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I, I'm sensing that there was some, there's something in you that wishes it was different. Yes, of course. I've always had this dream world. I needed to escape in another world you know, very early in my life, and I've become very good at that. And my dream world, my imagine, imaginary world, has rescued me so many times and ha- has helped me to to imagine other worlds and to go forward. I've always tried so much with my parents. As every child with difficult childhood, I was trying and trying and doing my best and apologizing first. I got no reaction. Very cold, cold family. And and I was feeling so warm all the time and needed so much to be close. Um, looking for closeness yes of course yeah yeah no it makes sense it makes sense these feelings are still there and it's really interesting that you use the words warm and cold as we think of that don't we (laughs) with that blood circulation and I I don't know if this resonates with you but do you still feel them thinking about you or is it more that you still think about them? Hard quick question. Different plans in my inner world when I try not to connect so much with my rational part. I I feel them sometimes thinking about me. And then I try to reach out and then they're very cold. And it's like a disappointment. So I don't know what's the truth. Maybe something beyond them. I mean, maybe it's transgenerational something trying to talk with me or reach to me, but I don't think they're aware. No, I mean, there's there's this amazing sort of imagery that's coming through that there's this cord that ties you to your ancestors. Yeah, but the cord is cold because they're not they don't reach any warmth out to you. Yeah, and you are pulling 
and pulling away and creating your own life. But it's almost like you're that connection, that energetic connection is still there. It's still, it's still affecting you. It's still affecting your thoughts. It's still affecting your, your emotions. Yeah. Often the way, isn't it? When we struggled with our families and we understand the trauma, we can understand what's happened. We can understand the coping mechanisms that we put into place, but there's still this childhood desire to be connected to your mother and father and this desire for things to be different. And this seems to be such a big part of what you're experiencing. It's the way that, you know, this is, this is what I'm sort of getting this picture of. And also I think of energetic work where people cut cords with their ancestors and, you know, cut ties with people. It's almost like that. I don't know if you've ever done any of that work at all. No, cutting ties with ancestors, no. I haven't met somebody who could guide me through that. So let's look at how we could look at this differently and reframe it for yourself because we can't change them. You know, unfortunately, we can't change them. You know that. I know that. You have tried and tried and tried. So it's not for want of trying and reaching out to them. There's still a, that rejection there. And the thought, you know, the one I was asking you about thoughts, that connection with thoughts is so interesting because sometimes it feels like, feel my mother talking to me and wanting me to be different. You know, so there may have been an expectation of you when you were younger. It sounds like you were looking after everybody then. It sounds like they might have wanted that to continue. Yeah. And that's what's projecting out with their thoughts towards you. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all it felt like I was disappointing her or not. Well, she was very critical. So uh, that's still in my head, the voice, a uh, critical voice. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big decision to leave her and my hometown, but it felt so good. I, I remember I just moved to another town in the same country and it felt like I was alive. Yeah. I discovered my my calling i i discovered therapy therapy just worked so good in, in the first year it was incredible i had new friends new relationships and i i fell in love for for real like it felt like i could trust and it felt so good that's so beautiful and yet in your subconscious there's something going on that is still holding you and holding you down that and something that stopping you you know it's like this image of a balloon that is wants to fly and wants to float and wants to be in that really relaxed space and just moving in the air and it's almost like you're this leg and the vein it's almost tying you it's tying you down yeah now I know you've done inner child work and have you worked with that part of yourself that may be stuck in your birth town with your parents? Not so, so specifically. Where I have worked with inner child that was stuck in some difficult moments that I don't really remember. I have difficulty remembering my childhood, of course. But the inner child that gets scared now when I, when I try to do something new or 
when there is a possibility for failing, not so much as the part in the past that is kept in the past. Okay. Are you willing to do a bit of that work now? Yeah. It would be wonderful if we can give you some release from from that cord, wouldn't it? So we can work with it a little bit if you're happy to. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay, brilliant. And here there's a pause in the recording while we connect to the inner child and do some deep and profound personal work. It's inappropriate to put into the podcast, but connecting these hidden parts of ourselves is very powerful and has the potential to be extremely healing. And we return after this segment. The other thing I, I'd just like to offer up, and although you may have be, you know, understand this anyway, but I thought I would just offer it up, which is that you agreed to be the child of those parents before you came here. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Because the part that they have played in your life has forced you to grow into the person you are now. So if you ever feel feelings of guilt or resentment coming up, you know, just to, just to bring that thought into your mind, because there's more compassion with that understanding that they've allowed you to become who you are. What's happening in your leg is it's just that subconscious part. It's those parts of you that are still locked into that old person that you were, holding you back slightly from just rising up. How is all this sitting with you? It um, revealed something old, um, something that maybe I knew, but... I was struggling, struggling against. It's still a struggle. In my imagination, I could see the cord from my leg connected to some like negative universe on the ground. Like everything was up, upside down, like in the in that series. And then when I tried to cut and I cut the cord. The other ones that were in the negative universe just fell. I just heard it screaming like they were falling. Like, but I could, I could go. I could walk. I was much lighter. And it's a lot of darkness there, and uh, it's very scary. And uh, I've been feeding uh, all this information from that dark place I don't know what to do with that information all the time and presenting me as a scary world Mm. well if you think of these as layers of consciousness then what's happening is, is there's this almost like a split You know, your parents, your grandparents, your ancestors, they come from this different world and you're not part of that and you don't have to be. And so it's, it's almost like a, 
it's it, it's the spiritual journey it's almost like a choice that that's going on inside of you i choose to be on this uh, brighter side yeah and the more you feel comfortable being on this brighter side and letting that go letting that other dark side go uh, understanding that that's their journey yeah they still exist there's no such thing as non-existence but you are now standing in a much lighter brighter place with the whole of you you know because all those parts of you that were that were stuck there are now now up on this level yeah yeah i got them all out yeah yeah you got them out well done let's just acknowledge that this massively big shift energetically i feel so warm in all my body i I feel like I'm sweating. I'm so warm in my body. That's amazing. Yeah. As your body physically shifts, you know, then then we release. So we release in tears or sweat or elimination, you know. So whatever needs to happen, happen. It's only your mind that will take you there, take you back there, of course. And sometimes... You may feel your leg aching more on one on a one day, and then so just reflect on what you've been thinking about, or maybe something came up that was that reminded you, yeah, of your childhood or your parents or something along those lines. Yeah, and so just start to notice those connections and join those dots. But that's what that's what this vein feels like to me. It's much deeper than just this physical thing here. Yeah, thank you so much, Tracy. I'll think about it. I'll continue to do the the, the work and to look at it from this perspective. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, you'll find a lot more content on my Instagram account at thehealingpoint.underscore. If you have a question you'd like to explore and are willing to take part in the podcast, you'll find all the information you need on my website, which is www.tracystevens.org slash podcast. Thanks and see you soon.